By the time this episode of the Hoopball Lakers podcast hits your ears, it is almost certain that the Lakers will be welcoming Andre Drummond as the newest member of the Purple and Gold. And that is where we'll start with the fresh Hoopball Lakers podcast. Welcome in and welcome back to a solo edition with your main man, Ethan Noroff. And we are starting off, as mentioned, with Andre Drummond. Woj comes out earlier on Saturday saying that the Los Angeles Lakers have emerged as the strong frontrunners to sign center Andre Drummond. Sources told ESPN Saturday night, Drummond is all but a formality to clear waivers, and he is expected to finalize a decision to join the team shortly thereafter. As we have been hearing, the Lakers players have been recruiting Drummond, and obviously the situation makes sense for both the Lakers and for the player, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. But look, you kind of knew as soon as Drummond's exile from Cleveland had started because they decided they were better off without him, that this was always the most likely scenario. Not necessarily that he would wind up with the Lakers per se, but that the buyout was coming because the reality was no team was going to trade for him on that bloated contract, especially knowing how widely available he was. Ergo, the Cavs have no choice but to buy him out. And unlike every other buyout in the world who's going to the Brooklyn Nets, it seems like LaMarcus Aldridge, the latest one, Andre Drummond looks like he is on his way to the Lakers. Now, the Lakers only really had competition, it seems like, from the Celtics. And if I have to hear one more Danny Ainge, we tried leak, I'm going to throw up. But outside of that, it always made more sense for Drummond to come to the Lakers and the Celtics. Obviously, the Celtics just cleared the path for Robert Williams to play a prominent role for them. But if you're Andre Drummond and if you're the Lakers, this is a marriage that makes sense on both sides, given where both parties are in particular. Now, Drummond is going to help this team when LeBron James, when Anthony Davis are available and on the floor. But right now, when both of those guys are not available and the Lakers have been going through a painstaking stretch of games, painstaking stretch of games, the reality is Drummond is going to help at least stabilize some things when it comes to the lineup. Not a lot of time for him to learn, but the Lakers could certainly use his services both on the glass and inside, assuming he can find a way to finish around the basket. Drummond is by no means a perfect player, and I think that his addition, like many others, will be oversold to the greatest extent possible when it comes to this fan base because, you know, at the end of the day, we are incredibly enthusiastic about every and any addition that comes to Lakerland. We also have to be pragmatic about it, okay? This guy, if, if he were such a sought-after commodity, would not be getting bought out on a team that could use all the talent it can get. Of course, it they also happened to employ Jared Allen in Cleveland, and that made Drummond's... Uh, he made him that much more expended, expendable very quickly. That said, you know, Drummond doesn't hit the buyout market if he is a sought-after player. Now, on the buyout market, of course, he's going to be a sought-after player because he's going to cost next to nothing to employ him for the rest of the way. And if you're Drummond, you come to the Lakers, you get to play with a healthy LeBron James when he's back, you play with a healthy Anthony Davis, okay? A healthy Anthony Davis. What a mouthful that was. And going into free agency, you get a chance to reestablish your value. You know Drummond is going to wind up in the starting lineup, and we'll get into what that means for Marcus Gasol and Montrezl Harrell moving forward. But you find Drummond in the starting lineup alongside AD and LeBron when all those guys are healthy. 
spotlight is on those two guys. Drummond can just sort of do his thing. I think it's a nice little landing spot. The Lakers really lucked into something very favorable for this team. There's been a lot of smoke around this fire for a period of time, and it's finally coming to fruition. I am very curious to see how much Andre Drummond plays immediately as soon as he is integrated into this team, especially because he's been out of action for quite a lengthy period of time. But there's no question that he can help. Now, in terms of playing time, we talked about how Andre Drummond is more than likely to start for this team. I think that means more for Marcus Saul than it does for Montrez Harrell. When you're talking about Drummond, he's a guy who hasn't played basketball in over a month, so it may take some time. But Montrez's role seems pretty solid on this team in terms of what he's doing and what he has been doing. And I think the Lakers would be foolish to take minutes away from him. Marcus Saul, nice guy, really smart basketball player. And I think he provides some value to the Lakers on the court. But I think he provides equal, if not greater value off the court in terms of his leadership and just his sort of overall team intelligence. He has not exactly been terrific this season. 36.5% from three. There's certainly uh, not bad by any stretch, okay, especially for a big man. But just 41% overall from the field, not contributing offensively, not rebounding the basketball, only four rebounds per game. Obviously, we know that is one of Drummond's strengths. So I think you're looking at a situation where Andre Drummond comes in and he plays more minutes than Marcus Gasol has been playing as, as the starting center, you know, at least in terms of since he's been back from his bout uh, with COVID-19 and good to see Mark back and healthy. And, you know, that's the most important thing. But I think Drummond comes into this team and assuming he's ready to go, 25, 30 minutes, I think makes a lot of sense, potentially even more while LeBron and AD are out of the lineup because the Lakers can use all the help that they can get. But it is very exciting to add a, a player with this sort of skill set. I don't want to say of, of this caliber. Again, I don't want to oversell it, but I think it's a very important addition for this Lakers team in particular while their two stars are on the sidelines. And look, the reality is during uh, Drummond's Cleveland tenure this season, his field goal percentage was definitely down. You know what he is from the free throw line. He's atrocious. I mean, his career high is not even 61%, 60.5% career high for this guy from the free throw line. But he was averaging 17.5 points, 13.5 rebounds. He does enough defensively to stay engaged. You'd like to see more block shots from him, but he does steal the basketball, okay? He, he does gamble on defense a little bit. So, again, he's not a perfect player. You want him to be a more efficient player, of course, all the way around. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest things for him as he adjusts into this Lakers system. But 6'10", 280 pounds, he's a big body. You know, he's still, I mean, look, we talk about Andre Drummond like he's been in the league and that's, you know, forever because it feels like he has been in the league forever. But the reality is, the guy's only, what, 27, 28 years old. He'll be 28 in August. So he's still, you know, he's just entering his prime right now, theoretically. So we'll see what Andre Drummond brings to the Lakers, but definitely sort of another twist and turn to this season that I don't think Lakers fans expected. You know, everything was supposed to go more or less according to plan. This was the group. The depth was there, that it wasn't there necessarily last season. And assuming everybody stays healthy, you know, things are looking pretty good. That said, obviously, this season has not exactly played out like that, right? I mean, the reality is the Lakers find themselves in sort of a very ah, tough spot, for lack of a better word. And, and the reason for the exhale there is because, well, two reasons. One is when you do a solo podcast and you talk as fast as I do sometimes, you can lose a little bit of air, so you got to replenish. But the other reason is because the reaction as a fan is that Lakers are really in a tight position. Now, 
there isn't a lot of space separating the teams in the Western Conference playoff picture when it comes to that loss column. And every time the Lakers take an additional loss, you know, they sort of fall back within that pack. The reality is, you know, the teams that are outside of the playoff picture, right, we're talking about right now in terms of nine and lower, the Grizzlies, Warriors, Kings, Pelicans, Thunder, Rockets, and T-Wolves, you don't really look at any of those teams except perhaps for the Pelicans and say, okay, I think this is a playoff team. You know, the Warriors are certainly, you can never count them out with Steph Curry, but at the same time, I don't think they're necessarily a playoff team as currently constructed. And, you know, you you never want to find yourselves in a situation where you're going to have to be in that playoff, uh, or excuse me, not playoff, but play-in tournament for the playoffs. Now, if the Lakers wind up in the bottom seed in the eight, they'll be the proverbial eight seed that definitely nobody wants to face, but they should be able to to not face that situation and at least not fall out of the bottom six, excuse me, the top six. The tough thing for the Lakers as they move forward is that the schedule is just sort of relentless. And, you know, this is something that JC and I have talked about on previous podcasts. And one of the reasons why the Lakers beating the Cavaliers in in their most recent game was so important and hopefully another victory against the Magic to follow because prior to that, you played a very good Suns team, a very energetic Pelicans team, a good Sixers team, even without Joel Embiid. And then you look at the schedule ahead. I mean, the Lakers play the Bucks, the Clippers, the Raptors, although the Raptors aren't what they were at one period of time. But keeping Kyle Lowry certainly keeps them more competitive. They got the Heat, the Nets. You know, they got these teams, the Jazz, found back-to-back games. And these are all games that the Lakers are more than likely to play without Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I mean, the Lakers schedule is really relentless as the second half sort of continues on. So hopefully we continue to get positive updates about Anthony Davis. Hopefully we continue to get good updates about LeBron James. I mean, I think they're going to keep that one as quiet as they possibly can in terms of the sort of magnitude that comes with just being LeBron James and everything that he does. But it sure sounds like he's going to miss a period of time. I mean, I would not be surprised for him to miss at least three weeks. And it sounds like a little bit longer than that. And as far as Anthony Davis is concerned, you know, we know that he's progressed to sort of the next phase of his rehab. But again, the Lakers have really prioritized the long term over the short term. And I don't blame them for that. It's just going to be sort of frustrating and at times very ugly in the process. So in order for the Lakers to keep themselves, you know, their head above water, I think this was a a really strong pickup for them. Again, not a perfect player and not necessarily a perfect situation for the long term. But for the right now, these two sides needed one another. And I think that's why it makes so much sense. So Andre Drummond joining the Lakers definitely is not a development that anyone could have predicted prior to the season. But given where we are. Again, I just think it makes so much sense. The Lakers have really, really struggled without LeBron and AD on the floor, as anyone could have predicted or anyone would say, because the reality is if you take the two superstars off of any NBA team, the team is going to have a tough time competing, especially against quality opponents on a nightly basis. But the Lakers are really going to have to pick up the slack in their absences because neither of those guys is a hop, skip, and a jump away from returning to the lineup. So as the Lakers move forward and you sort of think about, okay, Drummond's coming in, but what can these Lakers do that are already on the team, right? What are we looking for in terms of increased level of productions or elevated level of plays? Now, I think, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, Dennis Schroeder has to be better. And and of course, I'm going to agree, right? I mean, I think we all know that Dennis Schroeder has to be better because Dennis Schroeder is closer being to, is closer to being the third star on this team than Kyle Kuzma, I think, ever was. And as far as Kuzma is concerned, 
you know, he's really carved out this this nice role in his Lakers team when everybody's healthy. And I love that he's getting involved in other areas of the game except scoring. So I think the Lakers should continue to encourage that because if they can get enough scoring from guys like Trez and, you know, THD off the bench, not to mention Schroeder, obviously. And now what Drummond will bring to the table, I don't think offense is necessarily going to be the biggest problem. I think it's going to be more about can the Lakers defend their opponents to stay in games while their offense is sort of wounded without their two big dogs. So we'll see how it shakes out in terms of that. I mean, Schroeder has got to lead the way. You know, the team has to continue to sort of get contributions from those uh, guys on the periphery. Markeith Morris is a good example of that. KCP, man, I mean, he is just an absolutely streaky player. And when he's going well, he's really going well. But I need to see more from KCP in this interim. You know, he's got to be at at least 10, 12 points every night. None of this three points, five points, seven points stuff. I need him to be a little bit more engaged. And I need him to be a little bit better from behind the three-point line. Same thing can be said of Wes Matthews and, you know, even of Alex Caruso. I think I need him to step up a little bit more. So, you know, I think Montrez is going to continue to play. I don't know that the Lakers will necessarily experiment with a front line that includes both Andre Drummond and Montrez Harrell because that could be a spicy nightmare. But I think Montrez's role should be fairly solid for the most part. We will see how it shakes out because Drummond will absorb a lot of minutes. But I think the Lakers have to find a way to keep Montrez at least 25, 30 minutes on the floor because he's just been so effective off the bench for them in that role. And the Lakers are going to have to find additional sources of offense again without AD and LeBron in the line. So a quick hitter for you guys on this one, Andre Drummond on his way to the purple and gold. It will be a very fascinating experiment, but as LeBron and AD get healthy, you think about a lineup that includes those three guys and a lot of potential around them, not to mention Schroeder. So it's a very exciting time to be a Lakers fan, as it always is. The twists and turns of the COVID-19 season are upon us. Andre Drummond joining the Lake Show, LeBron and AD in LA. This is your main man, Ethan Noroff, on the Hoopball Lakers podcast. Always download, listen, subscribe, follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Lakers, and you can find me at Ethan underscore Noroff. JC will be back with you guys next time. So until I talk to you soon, we out. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.